Here are eight tips on how to run better calls on Zoom. Enjoy. Welcome to the Paul Miners Podcast, the show that will help you to optimize your time, income, and lifestyle fast. Get more done with actionable, easy-to-follow advice and learn how to live life on your terms. And now, introducing your host, Paul Miners. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Paul Miners Podcast, episode number 194. As always, I want to start by saying thank you for tuning into this episode. I know how valuable your time is, so the fact that you would spend a little bit of it, 10-15 minutes, um, listening to this podcast, I really do appreciate your attention. And uh, wow, what um, I can't believe it, it's the 16th of November I'm recording this. We are halfway through November, we are rapidly approaching the end of the year. Uh, it has been a very hot spring here in New Zealand. We've had some beautiful weather the last couple of days. And uh, man, I'm just so ready for summer. And we've got Christmas coming up. I'll be taking a few weeks off, uh, enjoying the hopefully nice, nice weather with the family. And yeah, it's just, it's, it's becoming really beautiful here at the moment. I'm very lucky. And uh, so for today, today's episode, uh, 194, uh, the show notes of which you will find at paulminers.com slash 194. I'm talking about Zoom. Um, Zoom, you know, even before 2020, uh, I was already spending a lot of time on Zoom. I was using Zoom before it was cool, people, you know. Um, being a virtual consultant, especially down here in New Zealand, you know, 95% of my clients were overseas. Uh, it's just the way it is. That's where the demand comes from, from the States, from Canada, Australia, Europe, and uh, all over, really. And so it's an app that gets a lot of usage from me. And then obviously we had, you know, 2020 happened, COVID, lockdown, everyone started working remotely. Uh, and we, you know, people used Zoom for more than just work. You know, we, I've attended family get-togethers on Zoom, gym classes when we were in lockdown, catch-ups with friends. Zoom is like, you know that book, uh, Ready Player One, or the the movie Ready Player One, where everyone puts on their virtual reality goggles and everyone lives in the oasis? That's kind of like where I feel we're at with Zoom right now, nearly. <laughs> it's that we've taken the first step. Um, and actually, I, I was um, preparing for this podcast and I looked at timing. Timing is the uh, time tracking tool that I use. I've spent 266 hours this year on Zoom. And I'm pretty sure that's actually under-reporting because it only counts active time where you're, you've got uh, Zoom as the front window. And if you're screen sharing, timing is counting other apps. So I'm pretty sure that's a very conservative number. Needless to say, I've learned a few things about hosting video calls on Zoom. And today I'm going to be sharing some of the tips that I've picked up along the way. And so my first tip is to invest in your audio your Zoom experience really will get exponentially better when you invest in a good quality mic or a, some headphones, especially if you're not the only person in the room. If you're if you're sharing your workspace with other family members or colleagues, and uh, I do think if you are going to spend any money on some gear, I think the best place to spend first is on audio uh, before you know camera or uh, camera or lighting or anything like that. Um, there are some great USB mics out there, uh, and while I haven't tried it, I have heard good things about the Blue Snowball, and I've included a link in the show notes at paulminers.com slash 194. Personally, I use the Bose uh, Quiet Comfort 35s, and they are extremely comfortable, and I can wear them for hours on end, and um, they're very comfortable. They have excellent noise cancellation, and they have a built-in mic, which is good as well. 
One thing I have noticed is that they can pick up some background noise. So what I've had to do is in your Zoom settings, and I've included a screenshot in my show notes, you can adjust the input uh, level on the volume. And I had to bring it right down just to make sure the uh, uh, mic input wasn't too loud or picking up too much background noise. And that seems to have helped. So that's my first tip is investing in audio. Then tip number two is to invest in your camera. Um, if you are happy to spend a bit of money, if you can expense it under the business. Um, yeah, I think your overall call quality will um, will improve and you will appear more professional. If you do what I do, you know, you want to come across professional. And so I think a good camera goes a long way. Um, the built-in camera on most laptops or tablets is pretty basic. Um, obviously, it's good on the go, but if you have a more permanent setup, I would recommend uh, something like the Logitech C922 or C922 HD webcam. Um, I currently have an older version of the Logitech HD webcam. I've had it for a few years and it works really well. I use it for all of my screen sharing videos on YouTube and I use it for my calls. Logitech actually do make a pretty nice 4K camera, which I suppose you could use if you're on a good connection. Um, I, th I don't know if it actually streams 4K. Uh, it, it might scale that down. But yeah, Logitech makes some pretty nice webcams. Tip number three is um, that simple lighting goes a long way. Uh, if you, Even if you're not going to spend money on a camera, lighting will really help. Uh, if you can get some natural light onto your face, um, if you can sit near a window, that's ideal. My home office desk faces a window. My, literally, my computer that I'm looking at now, behind that is a window. Now, I have to have a blind there. I don't want too much natural light coming in all the time. So the blind is almost fully drawn, but I can have a bit of natural light coming in on my face. And that really helps a lot. Um, however, you know, if you're calling at night or you don't have good, uh, good natural light options, then a few well-placed lamps uh, or a simple LED ring light really helps. Uh, I purchased a an LED ring light from Amazon, and again, I've linked that in the show notes, for about $20 uh, simply for recording my videos, but I often do turn it on for Zoom calls as well. And I really like that I can toggle between warm and cool light and I can use it along with the natural light to, um, you know, just have a really nice, uh, a well-lit face. Tip number four is to mute your participants upon entry. So we're getting into the more kind of practical tips now. So if you are hosting a Zoom call, it can be useful to mute your participants when they enter, especially if you're hosting a big call with a lot of people. Uh, and this can be done in your Zoom settings um, so that all, whenever people join, they're just automatically muted. Most people I find are getting pretty good at learning to unmute themselves when they want to speak, and doing this really helps to keep the background noise to a minimum, especially because you have some people joining now, they're at home, they've got kids in the background or pets, um, or they're just walking around the office and people are talking. You wanna just mute everyone by default, and then people can unmute themselves. Along with that, tip number five is to use uh, use chat for unobtrusive feedback. So with everyone muted, you can then draw people's attention to that chat window. So as you're talking or you're presenting or you're, you're discussing things as a group, people can unmute themselves, but people can also contribute with questions or comments via the chat. And for the type of training sessions that I do, where there's often lots of people, I found this to be very useful. I can be talking and I can be watching the chat and see questions come up, which is great. But even for non-training sessions, if you're just hosting a meeting, it's, it creates a really interesting dynamic where people are able to contribute or provide feedback via the chat without interrupting the current conversation. You know, often it's hard to, on a video call, it's hard to, you don't want to interrupt 
um, I find it's almost easier in person. You can kind of read the room and you know when you can kind of get a word in. On, in video, it's a little bit harder. It can be hard to have your voice heard. So you can use the chat to provide feedback, ask a question, and it, it, pr pr it creates this interesting blend of in-person dialogue and written dialogue during a meeting. Um, you can't really do this in person. It's kind of the equivalent to being in a sit in a meeting room and somebody's holding up a piece of paper with some text on it. That's kind of what the chat the chat is like. But I do find it creates this really interesting dynamic and it's, it can be quite useful. Tip number six is to connect with your scheduling tools. If you do use a scheduling tool like me, something like Calendly, or schedule once for booking meetings, you can connect your account to Zoom so that when the confirmation email and calendar invite is sent out to all the parties, the Zoom details along with the meeting password get included as well. And it just makes it super easy for attendees to join the call. They simply click a link in their calendar and they don't have to go hunting through emails to find the URL or the password. And so you can just, usually you just set that up in your scheduling tool. Uh, for example, I've done that with Calendly. Tip number seven, turn on do not disturb. Oh my gosh, there's nothing worse than being on a video call when you're sharing your screen and an embarrassing notification appears on your computer, uh, a text message or something like that. And uh, if your device has a do not disturb option, you really wanna have that turned on. Um, obviously don't forget, I've actually managed to automate this. I use Keyboard Maestro on the Mac. So when I've, I've set up an automation, so when the Zoom app launches, it triggers a Keyboard Maestro script to enable do not disturb. And then when I close Zoom at the end of the call, it will disable do not disturb and notifications can resume. Um, and I'll share a really funny story. About a year, well, actually no, it was more than that, maybe two years ago, my website, uh, a plugin on my website was updated and it contained some malware or something. And it was like a, a zero day attack, I think they call it. And I was trying to figure out this issue. There was some spammy issue with my site. You'd click links and it would link out to like porn sites and really ugh, just dodgy, dodgy stuff. And was it, I was able to get the issue resolved, but I was doing all this testing in Chrome and I guess my browser had been cookied. And so later, I think it was a day later, I was on Zoom and I don't usually use Chrome. And I did for some reason, I opened up Chrome to show this extension and I opened Chrome and I was sharing my screen and some pop-up flew in with some porn or some spam. Needless to say, it did not look good. Some notification flew in and it was incredibly embarrassing. <laughs> and I tried to explain that I my site had been hacked and I was trying to sort this issue. And honestly, I'm sure they didn't believe me, but it was, uh, yeah, it was, I was, I was, are very embarrassed by this notification. So definitely make sure you've got notifications turned uh, off when you're on those calls. And I've, I've just turned red. I can feel my face going red right now as I'm speaking into this microphone. I feel embarrassed just sharing this story. Okay, final tip, um, number eight, don't forget about the whiteboard and annotation features. These are really useful. Um, it's actually a really underused feature of Zoom is there is a whiteboard that you can use to draw things. And so when you click to share your screen, you can choose to share a particular window or your display, or you can choose to share a whiteboard. And it's really useful for sketching out ideas or concepts. Uh, you can also annotate your screen or the screen of the person that's sharing. So if you've got someone sharing their screen, and I'm sure you've all had this situation where you say, hey, Dave, click the save button. No, down. No, no, I said down. No, further, back, no, back. Go back to where, you, that's too far. And you, gosh, you're having to navigate them around this screen trying to help them find the save button. Instead, you can use the annotations 
to draw on their screen and, it, and point to the, sh the save button. And it's really very useful. And so that's my eighth tip. And so those are, in fact, those are all my tips for um, getting more out of Zoom. Obviously, you know, there's other things, other features and things that it can do, but those are some things that I've learned along the way in order to have a better Zoom experience. If you have any of your own tips, if you use other software, Google Meet, uh, Microsoft Teams, and you have your own video conference tips, let me know what they are. Head on over to the show notes, paulminers.com slash 194, and uh, would love to hear your feedback, comments, and tips as well. Okay, one more time. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast, and I will catch you next time on the Paul Miners Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Paul Miners Podcast. Two quick things before I sign off. Firstly, if you enjoyed this episode or if you have any feedback for me, I would love it if you could leave me a review on iTunes. It really helps me to improve the show, and it helps the show to get discovered by more people so I can help more people out there. The second thing is if you want to connect with me in person, you, you can become a VIP member of my website. Head to paulminers.com slash VIP, where you will be able to join my private Slack community and attend bi-weekly group mastermind calls. This has to be one of my favorite times of the week when it comes up, is attending these group calls. The community is full of like-minded, productive, self-employed people, full-time workers. We have a real good mix of people in there. And I have to say, I have made fantastic friends with the people in this group. So if you want to join the community and connect with me and the other awesome members, sign up at paulminers.com slash VIP. One more time, thank you very much for listening, and I will catch you next time on the Paul Miners Podcast.